0: We thank the Lord for ordering our steps and directing our paths. We do believe that it is the Lord that leads us. Hallelujah. David says, he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. One of the things as a believer you should know and be aware of, you should live in the awareness of, for example, Paul lived in the awareness of the truth that all things work together for our good. So he says, for we know, that word know there is, we are aware. It is not a new revelation that we have received. It is an awareness we live in. Ever since we got born again, it is a spirit awareness given to us. That all things work together for our good. So we are not anxious, we don't fret, we don't get frustrated. You understand? We are not afraid. We don't care what what may happen. We know that all things God is behind the scene orchestrating it all for our good to bring us to that expected end he has desired for us in Christ. Amen and amen. It was an awareness. Hallelujah. There is There are things that ought to be an awareness of your spirit, an awareness in your spirit. One of such awareness you should have is the blessed assurance that Jesus is yours. Amen, amen, amen. That blessed assurance that Jesus is yours. I'm going to explain that in a a minute. That blessed assurance that Jesus is yours, that the salvation you have received is not a contract. I find many believers still struggling with the idea of whether they will make heaven or not. Elder Mary, the reason that is so is because of the word they have heard, the message that was given to them. So even though they are saved, they journey on in their faith, not sure of whether they merit heaven or not. Not sure whether they deserve heaven or not. Not sure whether they will make it to heaven. They are always afraid. So despite their rejoicing in Christ, despite all the things they declare, when somebody comes with a certain message, it scares them, and they begin to think, I must do this, and I must do that. If not, I will not make heaven. The Bible says that Listen to this. The Bible says, how do we counter such error? We counter it with truth. Hallelujah. Not with man's opinion. Counter it with what? Truth, not man's opinion. The Bible says that we have an inheritance which does not fade, reserved in heaven for us. And the Bible says that he has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son, and made us meet to be partakers. Of the inheritance of the saints in life. Who made us meet or who qualified us? Our qualification is Christ. Sometimes when you hear such messages, you ask yourself, well, what else should a believer do? Last week we preached, the message we heard was Christ is enough and our truth. That is, Amen and Amen. Somebody's hearing me. And as I've taught you several times, this must be an assurance in your spirit. Blessed assurance, Jesus is yours. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine, air of salvation. The, that whole concept of we are going to heaven, we are going to heaven, we are going to heaven, that has been pounded upon the church. We must be delivered from that understanding. Hallelujah. You must be delivered from that understanding. We have come to the Father, Hallelujah. What is more important than that? And we will spend eternity in His presence because we are here now. What qualified us for this was Christ Jesus. He is our qualification, not whether you smoke two blunts a day or you don't smoke two blunts a day. <laughs> no, whether you drink vodka or you don't drink vodka. Hallelujah. No whether you say good morning to your neighbor, it is a good morning to your neighbor. Amen and amen. Your qualification is Christ. Again, let me say this in addition to that. This is not a things to go on living the way you want, in wantonness and lasting Sometimes when you, when we teach men to assure their hearts of Christ, immediately other people's minds, especially those who are, you know, of, uh, they are so low minded. Their mind immediately begins to go. So, are you trying to say we can live anywhere? They begin to imagine the Christian being so lascivious and one torn and just. <sighs> Do you understand what salvation is? Hallelujah. The Bible says that He has purified unto Himself a people peculiar or desirous. No, not just peculiar. He has, he, has, he, has, he has purified unto Himself a people zealous for good works. When a man is born again, his heart, the zeal in his heart, that is the passion in his heart, turns from worldly things to spiritual things. Hallelujah. So Paul was reminding the Colossian church. You know the the, 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 the church in Colossae. The book of Ephesians and the book of Col- Colossians are very similar because the church in Colossae, the church in Ephesians, and the church in Laodicea, they were facing the same problem. They were Gentiles, but also had Jews amongst them. Hallelujah. One of the problems with Jewish believers in the early century was the Judaizers, those of the Jewish sect, of the Jewish religion, we're constantly pounding onto them that Jesus is not enough. You must still keep the law. So Paul in all his writings and the apostles in all their writings will write to them to let them know that, listen, you don't need to turn back onto perdition. If you turn back to the law, if you turn back to the soul of God, my soul will have no pleasure in you. You have come by faith to Christ Jesus. Abide there. Don't turn back onto perdition. That was for the Jews who had come into Christ. Hallelujah. Because the Jews were demanding of them even though they were believers. To the extent that even Gentiles who had absolutely no relation with the law and its ordinances were being pressured to keep the law. And it was because of this matter that Paul rebuked Peter. Because before Paul came, Peter was there Eating with the Gentiles. The moment Paul came, the, as some brethren came, Peter removed himself from the Gentiles and we would not eat with them. Because those days, if we had such fellowship with Gentiles, it was, defiled, it was defilement according to the law. So Peter withdrew himself. The thing Paul Peter. You see, Peter had not yet understood the in Christ revelation. Even though he was an apostle. He had not yet understood in Christ's revelation. He was still a man pleaser. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Tonight I'm continuing the message of last week, the Christ is enough, and we are looking at the, the scriptures. You're going to explore is Colossians. We're going to start from verse. So I wish we start from chapter one, but let's start from chapter two because of time, and uh, explore these things there. You have to be assured of your place in Christ. Nobody can take that place from you. Listen to me. Nobody can take that place from you. It is Christ who has prepared you, prepared that place for you, and he has brought you there. Hallelujah. Jesus is yours. All things are yours, heaven including heaven. It's yours. (laughs) Hallelujah. Somebody say, heaven is mine. Heaven is mine. Listen to me. Somebody say, heaven is mine. Heaven Mm -hmm. is mine. Heaven is not a place you are struggling to go to. At the end of your life, God will determine whether you deserve to be there or not. Heaven is yours. In Christ, it is yours. Hallelujah. If Christ is yours, what about heaven? Heaven is yours. Where Christ is, that is where heaven is. Hallelujah. It is yours. Remember I've taught you, there's no street of gold you are going to be walking on. So forget about all those fanciful things which came as a result of wrong interpretation of scripture. Hallelujah. So we've created this utopia and we are selling it to believers. That is not consistent with the word of God. And we have created rules and regulations by which they will get there. They are all bogus. Throw them away. Hallelujah. Be assured that Jesus is yours. Heaven is yours. The Bible says that we have come to Mount Zion, the city of the living God, to the heavenly Jerusalem. At the resurrection with the, of the saints, we will be with the Lord forever. That is what we'll be. When we lay aside this body of flesh, and we are clothed above, above with our spiritual body, That is so shall we be in the presence of the Lord forever. Amen and amen. And where do you imagine we will be? This world, this world God created, is not going anywhere. Hallelujah. Be assured of this. Heaven is yours. Don't follow some man made rules in order to get there. You are already there. Somebody is trying to sell your own inheritance to you. Don't buy it. Hallelujah. You have it already. Be assured of that in Christ Jesus. And go on living your life with that assurance and that confidence in him. Amen and amen. But today we're going to look at Some of the things we're going to touch on here. This is so important. This is so important. And I find that concerning these things, when a man is not assured of it, he lives his life in the faith always double-minded and other men are saying that it even affects the way they relate to god they don't know whether god is happy with them or god is angry at them they're always you know in the doubt they're not sure you are never sure of anything you never know maybe there are no maybes with god hallelujah in christ is yet an amen That is amen, amen. It is settled in Christ. The matter is settled. There is no room for re-examination and reconsideration. Christ Jesus has snatched you. You are His forever. Say with me, I am His forever. I am His forever. Talk to me, faith generally. Say with me, I am His forever and His forever. Hallelujah! You know, many many believers don't believe that that they are Christ Jesus forever. Hallelujah! that's a no man can snatch them out of my hands. It's not possible. Anyway, let's look at Colossians. Colossians. Hallelujah! Colossians chapter number two. We are going to delve into into the text of Scripture. If you have your Bibles turned, if you have your, your your Bibles on your phone, open it and let's read. Uh, Paul says, for I would that ye knew. I'm giving you the background to the Church of Colossae, just like Lourdes were in Ephesians. They were struggling with these. They had these Jews who were forcing them, even though they were Gentiles, to go back to the law or to keep the law. And those Jewish believers who had coming, they were being forced to go back to the law. Hallelujah. So listen to what Paul says. For I would that ye knew what great conflict I have for you. And you know, any time Paul was dealing with these people, He always dealt with them by revealing the believer in Christ. Because that is the reality of where we are now. And that is the solution to all this trouble. For I would that you knew what great conflict I have for you and for them that are Laodicea. And for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh, that their hearts might be comforted, being made together in love and unto all riches of the full assurance of understanding, to the acknowledgement of the mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. So what is Paul saying? Paul is saying that there is a full assurance that comes through understanding and acknowledgement of the mystery of God. Hallelujah. What is this mystery? This is the mystery that was hidden for ages past. What is that mystery? Christ in you the hope of glory that was a mystery that was hidden from ages past but now in christ is revealed that christ is you is the hope of glory this is the hope that fades not hallelujah we have come into a glory that does not fade the glory of the old covenant fades away it fades away in the face of moses but the glory we are coming to is a glory that abides forever the Bible says that in bringing many sons to glory, Christ Jesus has brought us into this glory that fades not away. Amen and amen. Part of that glory is heaven. It is yours. That's why I tell you. It is yours. Hallelujah. There's a full assurance that you, that you have in your heart when you have this understanding and you acknowledge it in your heart. The mystery of God and of the Father and of Christ. Listen to this. In whom, that is Christ Jesus, I hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And this I say, let any man should beguile you with enticing words. Why did Paul say? He says, I'm saying all these things, or I'm sharing these things with you, so that no man will beguile you. What is the word beguile? Beguile comes from the Greek word. Paralogismai, that is to deceive. To misreckon, that is to misrepresent, to deceive you, misrepresent. That is they misrepresent the mystery of Christ to you. They misrepresent the truth of Christ to you, and in so doing, deceive you. Let no man beguile you. Hallelujah. With what enticing words? For though I be absent in the flesh, yet I am with you in the spirit, joying and beholding your order. And the steadfastness of your faith in Christ Jesus. As ye therefore have received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. Now listen to this. Beware lest any man spoil you. Hallelujah. beware lest any man do what spoils you amen and amen how through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men and after the rudiments of the world and not after christ so there are things that are opposing to the work of christ what are they the tradition of men and the rudiments of the world. If there is time, I'll, I'll, I'll explain to you what the rudiments of the world are. Hallelujah. The traditions of men and the rudiments of the world. Remember when Paul said in Galatians that the heir, as long as he is a child, depends nothing from a servant, but is under the tutors and governors until the time of until you know until you know the time appointed. And he says that even so we, until Christ came. We were under the law and we were under the elements of this world. It's the same thing. Hallelujah. We are under what? The elements of this world. It's the same as the rudiments of this world. What are those rudiments of this world? They refer to, law with its ordinances, which was meant to teach them Christ Jesus. But now that the Christ, the reality of it has come, you give it away. Because it was meant to point you to Christ. You are no longer bound by those ordinances anymore. You will see more of that very soon. So, the rudiments of this world and the traditions of men are opposed to Christ. Not opposing, as in when a man seeks to bring you under bondage to make them again, he's taking you outside of Christ, so to say. So, he says, Beware lest any man beguile you or spoil you through philosophy. And then, deceit after the tradition of men. There are many <laughs> things that you hear people say certain things. It sounds nice. It sounds so sanctimonious and sounds so religious, and even has some spiritual connotations to it. But there are traditions of men. How can you tell with the revelation of truth in Christ? You know why I do not say with the Word of God? Because anybody can open the Bible and quote any scripture. But you counter that or how do you know that these are the rudiments of the world or this, this is not right or this is deceit with the revelation of the knowledge or the truth of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That is why as a church or as a fellowship or as a family, we don't waste time on other things. We focus on the truth of the revelation of God in Christ for you, the believer, it is your safety. Amen and amen. Listen, For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him. I love that. Hallelujah. Somebody says, I'm complete in Christ. To me, faith generation, tell me, I'm complete in Christ. I'm complete in Christ. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Do you believe that? Do you believe you're complete in Christ? You don't need any other things. You don't need extra. You don't have to go and observe days and months and years. You don't have to observe ceremonies. You don't, you don't need those observances to be complete. You are complete in Him. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Listen to this. You know why He says you are complete in Him? you You, you find out where He says, And you are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also are ye circumcised with the circumcision made without hand. In putting off the body of sins, of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ. Hallelujah. Do you know why God gave circumcision to Abraham? He gave it as a typology of the spiritual circumcision Christ would do in our heart. That is, in taking away our sins. Hallelujah. So we are circumcised in the flesh. I'm sorry, we are circumcised in our hearts by Christ. That's for we are the true circumcision. Not those who circumcise. You know, the Jews took pride in the fact that they were distinguished from all other nations by physical circumcision. In circumcision was their pride, because that was the symbol or evidence of their covenant with God. But it was mere typology or a mere shadow of the true circumcision made not with hands. Made by Christ Himself in taking away our sins from our heart and renewing a right spirit within us. Hallelujah. So it says, buried with Him, look at verse 12, buried with Him in baptism, wherein also ye are raised with Him through faith of the operation of God who had raised Him from the dead. Buried with Him in baptism. What is He talking about? Is He talking about water baptism? No. Listen. I told you that anytime you study the Bible one of the things that will help you is understand the usage of words in their context. Hallelujah. The word dead means that life has ceased, right? Dead, the guy, if somebody dies, if you use the word dead by itself, the, you know, the person's life has ceased. But I can use the word dead in in another context, that does not mean the seizure of life. Hallelujah. For example, if I say, somebody does something to me and I say, that guy is a dead man. Hallelujah. Or we are playing soccer and I say, good man, you are, you are dead. That means, I've finished you, you are, it's over. It doesn't mean I'm going to seize your life by killing you physically. Hallelujah. So the usage of words must be understood in their context. When Jesus came, he brought another baptism. John said, I indeed baptized you with what? Water. Listen to John. But he that comes after me, who was coming after John? Jesus Christ. Is greater than I. That's what John said. Until John, we did not know of water baptism. It was John who introduced water baptism. Hallelujah. And he introduced it being the last prophet of the law, the last prophet of the old covenant. That was the last typology that was meant to symbolize or typify or point and reveal the spiritual birth that we are going to have in Christ. So John says, I indeed baptize you with water, but he that comes after me is greater than I. The latches of his shoes, of his shoes I am unworthy to untie. He says he will baptize you with water. Is that what John says? No. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. So, what did Jesus baptize them with on the day of Pentecost? Did God pour water from heaven above on them? Talk to me, say generation. On the day of Pentecost, did God pour water on them, or did God open the ground and a pool of water and he dipped all of them inside? Is that what we saw? No. The Holy Spirit fell. And the Bible says he filled the room where they were. That means they were dipped into the Holy Ghost. And that same spirit in whom they were dipped, they were filled with that same spirit. Hallelujah. So the Bible says in First Corinthians 12, 13, For by one spirit have we all been baptized into one body and have been made to drink of that same spirit. In Christ, all the physical things you see in the law, the reality is spiritual. So we don't focus on the physical things anymore. We deal with the reality in the spirit. Hallelujah. Water baptism was symbolizing a spiritual reality, which is spirit baptism. So if you read further, understanding in context, Paul is talking about Spirit baptism here. So it is says, buried with him in baptism. That is, the day you were baptized by the Holy Ghost. When you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, and you got saved, that was when you were baptized in the Holy Ghost. And in that baptism, you were buried with Christ. That is, you identified with the death of Christ. Wherein also ye are risen with him through faith of the operation of God. You, were, you identified with the death and the resurrection of Christ. Hallelujah. That is spirit baptism. That's what happened to you the day you got born again. Even though the day you got born again, some strong wind did not blow. You were not carried and tossed about. You know, sometimes we want to see and experience some... Uh, crazy, crazy stuff before we know something is really happened to me. In the day you got born again, then all of a sudden you'll be carried and grown, and you, the Spirit of God will carry you to Jupiter and take you to Mars and Venus and bring you to the earth and roll you on the floor. And, and, <laughs> hallelujah. Nothing like that happened. You got born again and you're just standing there. In the Spirit. A reality in the spirit. Hallelujah. So listen to what Paul. You, 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 you see it very soon. We see it very soon. Let's read on. Hallelujah. Buried with him in baptism, wherein also ye are risen, with him through the faith of the operation of God, who had raised him from the dead. And you, being dead in your sins and in the old circumcision of your flesh, have you quickened together with him. Having forgiven you all your trespasses. Hallelujah. Listen, he's revealing truth to you here. When you were dead in trespasses or sin, he quickened you together with him. That means when Christ was being raised from the dead, you were also being raised from the dead. Hallelujah. By saints, you are identified with that. And he has forgiven you all your trespasses, blotted out, that is, do it away cancelling the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. What was the handwriting of ordinances? The law with its ceremonial laws. He nailed it all to the cross. Hallelujah. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly triumphing over them in it. Then he says, Let no man therefore judge you in meat. You know, there were a lot of rules concerning food in the Bible. Actually, now, there's a lot of rules when you read the Bible. You see lots of rules concerning food. Don't eat this animal. Don't eat that animal. If you eat this animal, eat only the head. Don't eat the wings. Don't eat the leg. Eat this. You know, a lot of rules. There a, let no man therefore judge you in it. That means all those rules and regulations concerning it, they are gone. What, Paul, what, what God is saying is, they have, no, they have no correspondence or they have nothing to do with your salvation and your place in Christ. So let no man judge you because of that. Whether you eat this meat or you don't eat that meat, it doesn't matter. In Christ Jesus, it doesn't matter. Everything must be received with thanksgiving. As long as you receive it with thanksgiving and you bless it, it is sanctified unto you. Hallelujah. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. So following rules concerning meat and as far well as we don't eat pork. If you eat pork, you are going to hell. If you eat this animal, you are going to hell. It doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Therefore, let no man judge you in meat or in drink. Hallelujah. Whether you drink wine or you don't drink wine. He has no bearing on going to heaven or going to hell. He has no bearing on whether you are in Christ or not. He has no bearing on whether you are, God is happy with you or not. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. What God instructs you in Christ Jesus is, Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Ghost. The wisdom of God for you is that all things you should be temperate. Apply wisdom. In everything God has made in this world, apply wisdom in your usage of it. Don't abuse it. So he said, let no man judge you in meat and in drink. Hallelujah. Or in respect of an holy day. (laughs) He's getting serious now. Oh, I keep the Sabbath. I don't keep the Sabbath. Hey, Saturday, did you rest? You must keep the Sabbath. Oh, Sunday is the Sabbath. You have to go to church. If you miss church on Sunday, you've lost it. There are a lot of people who think if they miss church on Sunday, their whole week will be so bad. You hear sometimes, you hear people say that, if I miss church on Sunday, my whole week is bad. You've not understood the gospel yet. What did I say? You've not understood the gospel yet. Then all of a sudden, they begin to feel so guilty. God is angry at them. God doesn't even hear their prayer. Let no man judge you in respect of an holy day. Whether you keep the Sabbath, whether you keep Feast of Tabernacle, whether you keep Feast of that, Feast of this, Feast of this. Listen, all those Feasts in the law, they were meant to teach the Israelites Christ. They were, it's almost like, listen, when you're in class one, they teach you certain things. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. They are the element, elementary. When you were in elementary school, they taught you elementary stuff. When you were under the elements of this world, the rudiments of this world, those are elementary things. The reality is in Christ Jesus. The Sabbath was supposed to teach about Christ. Everything in the law and the prophets was supposed to teach about Jesus and His work. The tabernacle was about Christ and His work. The feasts, various feasts, the tithe, the this, that it was all teaching about Jesus Christ and his work. You understand what I'm talking about? So he said, Let no man judge you in respect to a holy day. Hallelujah. So when you hear people say, hey, you don't keep the Sabbath, so you are going to hell. Forget it. They are lost. They don't understand the gospel. Hallelujah. Or of the new moon, do you know the Israelites? They had a lot of celebrations that were determined by the new moons and you know the new moon, the time the new moon would appear and all that. So let no man judge you by that. Or of Sabbath days. Hallelujah. Listen to verse 17. Which are a shadow. What were those things? They were a shadow of things to come. But their body, the reality, the truth thing is of Christ. Amen and amen. And you have Jesus. If you have Jesus, you have it all. You don't need all those things. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I have Jesus. Talk to me. Say with me, I have Jesus. Hallelujah. Michael shatabaye so he says, let no man let no man beguile you of your reward. Listen to this; he's getting serious. Let no man beguile you of your reward. What is your reward as a believer in Christ? Your inheritance, which is reserved in heaven for you. He said, let no man deceive you that you are not going to receive your reward because you don't keep this, you don't keep that, you don't keep this, you don't do this, you don't do that. Listen, he said, let no man beguile you of your reward in voluntary humility and of worshiping of angels intruding into those things which he had not seen vainly popped up by his fleshly mind and not holding the head from which all the body by joints and bands having nourished, ministered and knit together increases with the increase of God. Hallelujah. They are not holding on to the head. Who is the head? Jesus Christ. They are not holding on to Christ Jesus. They are holding on to their traditions. They are holding on to the rudiments. Hallelujah. The elementary things, they are holding on to the law and its ordinances. They are not holding on to Christ who is the reality, the body of these shadows. They are not holding on to Christ Jesus from whom we receive nourishment, from whom we are all knit together. Hallelujah. They are not holding on to Christ Jesus. Let no man beguile you of your reward Involuntary humility. It appears to be humble. You appear to be so humble when you do those things. Listen, it is called voluntary humility. It is humility that God does not acknowledge. Because true humility is simply submitting yourself to Christ Jesus. In sense, embracing Christ. If you don't embrace Jesus and you don't think Christ is enough, you are not humble before God. It is only humility that makes the believer know that Christ is enough. If Christ is not enough for you, and you feel you need other things, you are proud. Hallelujah. The Lord says, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hallelujah. Listen to this. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, hallelujah. Now he's getting, getting into the deep things. Wherefore, if you be dead with Christ, From the rudiments of the world. You see it. you be dead with Christ from what? The rudiments of the world. We've explained what the rudiments of the world are. Why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinances? So you see the rudiments of the world are ordinances. If you are dead indeed with Christ from the rudiments of the world, why as though living in the world are you subject to ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. Which all are to perish with the using. Hallelujah. After the commandments and doctrines of men. So they Don't touch this, Taste not. Handle not. They are all doctrines of men. They are all commandments of men. Hallelujah. They perish with the using. Oh, if you, know you don't eat communion, you don't go to heaven. If you don't know eat communion, then you are a sinner. They all perish. Yes, that communion bread you eat, it goes into you, it comes out of your back. The kingdom of God is not in meat and drink. I've taught you. <laughs> How do you feast on Jesus? When Jesus said, Except you eat my, my flesh and drink my blood, did he didn't say go and have communion. To eat the flesh of Jesus and to drink his blood is to believe in Jesus. Simple. Hallelujah. To eat the flesh of Jesus and to drink his blood is to believe in Jesus. When you take that bread and you break, and you drink that wine, you are not drinking the blood of Christ, and you are not eating the flesh of Christ. If you think you are eating the flesh and drinking the blood of Christ, you are a cannibal. You are a vampire. Only vampires drink people's blood. Only cannibals eat other people's flesh. Hallelujah. (laughs) I'm saying it very raw today, because I want it to go down. You understand me? Look at the scriptures very well. To believe in Jesus, is to eat his flesh and to drink his blood. That is, what it, that is what it is. Hallelujah. Hey, to believe. To believe. To believe. To believe. Somebody say, I believe. Somebody I believe. say, I believe. I believe. Yes. I believe. believe. in Jesus. You know what I That's what it means. This is why, why are you so subject to these ordinances? Touch not, taste not, handle not. Which all are to perish with the using. They all they perish with the using after the commandments and doctrines of men which things listen to this which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will worship the poor living acknowledged it they have what a show they appear, there appears to be some wisdom in it. There appears to be some glory in it. They appear to, to be some, you know, to, to, to make you look so holy. So, you know, listen, all of us, things have indeed had a show of wisdom in it and humility. It makes you appear so humble. you are going for that communion and there. I am not worthy, Holy Lord, that you make yourself like you are. Listen. they have a show, it's a mere show. In the eyes of God is a mere show. We worship in humility and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to the satisfying of the flesh. Hallelujah. These things, he wants you to cast your mind from these things. So if you go on to verse 3, listen to the the Decclesiastes. "If ye then be risen with Christ? Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Hallelujah. Are you risen with Christ Jesus? Are you risen with Christ Jesus, say generation? He said, lift up your eyes from these rudiments and these ordinances. Lift up your eyes from these elementary things. Lift it up unto Jesus. Hallelujah. He said that, if you be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. Stop seeking the things of the Lord. Stop seeking the things of ordinary. Seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. What does that mean? That means physically lift your eyes. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. You are in Christ at the right hand of God. Because he has raised us together with him. That means that the reality of your place in Christ is what you should seek. When he says, seek those things which are above, He's trying to tell you that follow after the revelation of where you are now in Christ. The in him revelation should be what you should be seeking. Hallelujah. Because you are seated in Christ at the right hand of God. You just set your affection on those things which are above. They are not physically above. That is those things which are in Christ. I'm an heir of God in Christ. I'm a joint heir of, I'm a joint heir with, I'm a joint heir with Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. All my sins are forgiven me. Hallelujah. Forgiveness is my portion. Favor is my portion. Grace is my portion in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. I've come to my own These are the realities in Him. Seek those things. Set your affection on those things, not on the things on the earth. What are the things on the earth? The rudiments. Hallelujah. Listen, why? For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. Hallelujah. When Christ, who is your life, shall appear, then shall ye also appear within in glory. Hallelujah. Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things take the wrath of God coming upon the children of disobedience. Who are the children of obedience? Listen, in the Bible, the, the Bible talks about the children of disobedience and the children of obedience. The children of obedient, disobedience are those who are not on the faith. Hallelujah. The children of disobedience are those who are walking in unbelief. Those who have not believed in Jesus Christ. The children of obedience are those who through faith have obeyed the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But the day you got born again. You ceased to be a child of disobedience. You became a son of obedience. Hallelujah. Mm. So he says, don't walk after their manner. You see, the Gentiles, the Jews, they came from the law. The Gentiles, they came from the one corners of the world. So Paul is that like telling look, don't go back to the new Jews. Don't go back there. And you Gentiles, don't go back there. Hallelujah. For we things say the wrath right of God coming upon the children of disobedience, in which ye also walked some kind when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off all these things, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye put off the old man with his deeds. And I put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of God that created him. Hallelujah. The new man is renewed in, in the image of God that created him. Remember, I told you in the beginning, what did God say? Let us make man in our image. The new man is created in the image of God that made him. Who is the image of God? Christ Jesus. So the new man is after Christ. Hallelujah. A time is up let me stop here we'll continue we'll continue but let me wrap up with this listen to this and i put on a new man which is renewed in the knowledge in knowledge after the image that is that image of him that created him where there is neither Greek nor Jew circumcision nor uncircumcision barbarian safety born nor free but christ is all and in all listen in in the faith it is all christ christ is all and know all. Put on therefore as elect of God, holy and beloved bowels of mercy, kindness, and unbornness of mind, meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. So you see, now the, the focus is Christ and we live after Christ. We look at the work of Christ and we learn from that. Hallelujah. Amen. amen. Somebody say Christ is all. Christ. Christ is all Jesus is all and you are in Him and you are complete in Him you don't need any extras hallelujah, hallelujah God bless you, lift up your voice and begin to pray thank God for Jesus let's thank God for Jesus you? let's thank God for Jesus hallelujah you are highly lifted